Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. And today on the show, we are joined in studio by former Major League Baseball pitcher Jake Robbins, friend of the show, and uh, has been on the Unpacking It podcast before, and so he is back with us and, and fired up to, to talk about the, the new season and spring training and, and all the excitement surrounding baseball, but then also the big story surrounding the Astros and the ongoing saga uh, surrounding Houston. And so we'll get his insights into that story. And, and before we bring him on, let me ask you this. Do you need health insurance? We'll get quotes for individual health insurance plans at healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Also, check out our website, unpackingit.com, and be sure to subscribe to our weekday email devotional. We call it Unpack This. And in recent weeks, I've been writing a lot about the Astros sign-stealing scandal, and, and so we'll, we'll unpack some of those topics today as well with Jake Robbins. And, and so let's say hello to Jake right now. Jake, thanks for being here, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll talk about the, the excitement of, of the new season and some of the storylines and teams that you're, you're looking out for, but we've got to start with, with the Astros. And in many ways, you know, this story has been talked about and dissected by anyone and everyone, and everybody has, has weighed in. But, but I think maybe the, the, the gap in the conversation really is kind of the, the spiritual side of things and, and some of the deeper layers to what did go on, what has gone on, and what will, will happen moving forward, and you know, just all the different dynamics of cheating and integrity and, and judging and, and the brotherhood in, in baseball. So I think there's a, there's a lot of, of meat there. But but let's let let's first off get your your thoughts. Just when you heard this come out uh, officially, what were your thoughts? And and I have a feeling you kind of knew about even this, but before everybody, kind of the the main public knew about it. Uh, my first thought, I was surprised the um, at the level, the end game. You know, we've known for years that. There's been video recording of games and, you know, sign stealing, you know, the guy on second base trying to pick up signs from the catcher or or the, you know, other coaches versus the team you're playing, you know, looking at the, the third base coach and trying to pick up his signs and in advance. I mean, even when I'm coaching today, using hand, hand signals and body signals, you're trying to pick up any advantage you can, you know, it's competition. But doing an end game was a little um, – 
I feel like it was a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, and and having some friends that and guys actually that I've worked with, you know, in in pitching sessions through through high school and college and and even pro ball. There's you know eleven twelve guys that that uh, work at at our facility here in Charlotte um, to get ready for spring training and the the stories that we shared and, and talked about it. It's concerning, uh, you know. It's I think the first word that comes to my mind is selfish. Mm. You know, when you when you I think that the Houston Astros players look back at you know what's happened, even though they've won a World Series and they've had some successful years and they're making more money, you know, because of those. I think that their intention was not to hurt, you know, the you know the other opposing players, but ultimately, you know. There's been a couple lawsuits come out. Yeah, which know, is interesting. Against um against the Houston Astros, there's been guys that have pitched their final game, you know, because they gave up a certain amount of runs, home runs. You know, ERA was you know ballooned. You know, they didn't get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. You look at Clayton Kershaw, who's been dominant for years, you know, double digit years. Um, you know, I was sharing with you earlier through 51 breaking balls in the 2017 World Series and no swing and misses. We you know how good his breaking ball is. So. First word that comes to mind is selfish, but um, the the players themselves are you know individually um, there. There's no consequences, or seems that there's no there's not going to be any consequences from the commissioner or from baseball. But they'll have to deal with the you know them you know themselves individually. Yeah, which which definitely they they got to look in the mirror and and all that sort of thing. What what did you think of other players around the league? speaking up and you know the comments that they made in the media knowing that okay or or assuming that okay are the are the Astros the only players doing this the only team doing this but it's what we heard from enough guys around the league that that you know come they came out and said hey this is ridiculous and and the the, the number of comments there yeah there are some guys that are close to me have have, you know made comments they um Alex Wood said he'd rather face a guy you know, on steroids than someone who knows what pitch I'm about to throw, mm. you know. Um, there's been multiple guys that have echoed those same thoughts. So, I don't know. I think, obviously, there's there's guys that are upset and, and they're disappointed and they can look back and say, what if, right? Um, I was thinking about it over the last couple of days. The foundation of who we are is more important than what we do and – where is your trust? You know, I, I think that regardless of what you do, your trust has to be in the Lord. Absolutely. Right? And your foundation has to be in the Word of God and the Bible. So um, you can be the you can play the victim for as long as you want to, or but um, you know, in order to be victorious you know, um, and move forward, you know that that has to be your foundation, and you have to trust in God versus you know your own hands and mm. you know and your own strength and power. But you know, which the Bible talks about that as well. You know. That's right. A- absolutely. So for, I guess, baseball overall, you know, you're part of the, the fraternity of, of baseball players and still being involved with, with so many guys that, that are still playing and still trying to, to make it to the, to, to the big leagues. What does baseball do moving forward? Like, now that this is such a you know, black eye on, on the sport, and in many ways baseball is being talked about more than it has in, in a while, but it seems like it, it – it takes a controversy like this or a situation like this for, for, you know, mainstream media to, to lead their shows with it and all that kind of thing. So what, what now, what, what's the state of, of baseball based on this? Well, I think the current state of baseball is good. I think there's more viewers than ever. And, um, I think 
Rob Manfred is making enough bad decisions right now. That <laughs> I'm almost wondering if he's doing it intentionally to to get the uh, publicity off of the Astros. So um, I was reading some some tweets this morning, and um, you know, some people were upset that you got a guy who signed nearly a half a billion dollar contract, and nobody sees his first outing for the Yankees yesterday. Hmm. So that wasn't aired. You know, um, the the rule changes of trying to shorten the game. Um, I think that we've seen in other sports where rule changes have been made and you start to lose the fan base. You don't want that. So um, how does baseball remove the black eye? I don't know if they can remove it um, without possibly putting some, you know, some consequences or retribution on you know, the, uh, the players themselves with Houston. Um, I think that, you know, with Beltron stepping down, and Alex Cora stepping down, and A.J. Hinch being uh, removed for a year. I mean, those are some pretty substantial moves. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the Astros being fined $5 million, that might not be enough. But <laughs> <laughs> when I say five, that's like $5 to us. That's right. But, um, you know, they, they, that baseball's done what they could so far, and, and maybe players feel like they need to go a little further. But, um, you know, anytime bad, you know, speed bumps, you know, Blocks in the road, you know, happen like this. Um, a lot of times, there's there's growth from it. You know, mm-hmm. bad publicity is still publicity, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that I think baseball is going to be fine in the long run. Um, I think it's great that there's been so much uproar about it. That means a lot of people care. Anytime, Absolutely. Right? So anytime there's passion and people care about, you know, a certain situation, you know circumstances, happenings, um, that's a good thing. So we found that people do care about the game. Which, which is, yeah, which is huge. And they and there's something about baseball even beyond every other sport where we want it to be this pure mm-hmm. sport. You know, we, we, we've got these uh, things in our head that make baseball special and unique. And it feels like it's been, been around the, the longest in our, you know, in our hearts and minds and all that kind of thing. And so we, we don't – this – this attacks something inside of us when we hear that, that people are messing with, with the game. And, and so the, the, the next phase of this now is moving forward. And so whether we're fans, former players, current players, there's a level of, okay, forgiveness. How do we move on? Can we forgive the Astros? Or are we going to be cheering for fans to boo them every time they step on the field? Or uh, you know, pitchers to actually belt them during the season. Right. So I push back against that one from a spiritual standpoint, but but ultimately too, I don't know what that solves. As as a former pitcher, where do you come out on on that that whole side of things? Well, you know, it's easy um, to to let your flesh dominate you and be upset about the situation, but ultimately, we we're called to forgive. Yeah. We have to forgive. Yeah. And when you don't forgive, you're not hurting the other person. You're only hurting yourself. That's right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, um, we're, we're called to walk in love. That's pretty, that's our only commandment, right? Mm. To walk in love. Mm. So, everything stems from that. Right. And it's easy to walk in love towards somebody who's loving you. <laughs> that's right? right. It's the opportunity that you have to walk in love when somebody's, you know, not being so kind or nice or they've cheated you, mm-hmm. right? It's still your responsibility as a Christian to walk in love. And to forgive and trust in the Lord, you know that um, let Him deal with them, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's what we have to do. Yeah, 
you know, that's when, you know, don't trust in yourself or trust in man or trust in anybody else to, you know, to bring consequences to that person. But you trust in the Lord and that, you know. The other angle that I think is interesting, too, is how this came out. And, you know, the word snitch has has been uh, mm-hmm. been used as well. So the the fact that, you know, cheating has gone on in baseball and, and of course, the you know, the, over the years, the PED conversations, how do you feel about the information and how it gets out and how people find out that cheating is going on? Is there a responsibility to, you know, for a, a player on a team that sees it going on or sees an individual doing it to, to turn that guy in? Now, there's this, there's this, again, there's a spiritual side of this, too. Uh, but from a, from a baseball perspective, wh- where do you come out on that? You know, you have to walk out your own salvation, right, according to the word. And so um, I think it's interesting, and I'll back up a minute and then ask that question, you know, the love of money, right, is the root of all, e- all evil. Not money, but the love of money. Right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing in organizations, you know, filtered down to players individually. And, you know, why are they taking PEDs? You know, why are they using video cameras? Why, are, you know, has competition got, you know, that heated or, or that intense that you need to do that or you know so yeah winning a world series you know there's monetary value there right that they have uh, brought in or or you know taken away from the person they're competing against so i think what we're finding is and not just in baseball but in in society that right versus wrong is being uh trumped right by the love of money mm. And so I think individually in our hearts, we have to do what we feel is right and get back to that according to what the Word says versus, you know, well, this is going to put an extra $100 in my pocket or an extra 1000 or, or an extra 10000 or a million, whatever it is. I'm going to do what's right and trust in the Lord that He's going to take care of me, Yeah. right? So um, as far as, you know, what Mike Fires did, I, I was uh, – I greatly appreciated uh, some of the articles that I read. You know, Brian McCann had spoken against – uh, the guys that were doing this, trying to get them to stop. Um, I understand A.J. Hinch had broken two or three iPads and electronic devices trying to get them to stop. And so there were guys that spoke up and, and said, you know, this isn't right. Mm. Now, should Fires have done it during the, you know, before he got the World Series ring? <laughs> right, so after the World Series ring? I think, or, and then got another contract. Right. After, you know, or is it after he gave up 18 runs to the Astros last year? And he knows what's going on. So, you know, those guys got to answer that for themselves. Um, but ultimately, it gets back to, um, you know, trusting, trusting, you know, the one who gave you the ability to play. That's right. So. And and yeah, so I, I think this this whole this whole topic, the, the, the word that really stood out to me was was the judging side of things, and and there are layers to it. So I, I wrote a devotional, I guess, last week uh, about this, and you know, the idea that we. We as followers of Jesus have a responsibility to each other as other believers that when we see a brother struggling or engaging in sin or, or heading down a path of destruction to say, yo, time out, what's going on? You know, this 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 is not okay. Like what you're what you're doing that could affect your marriage, that could affect what you're doing at work. This is not okay. And so we have to be willing to stand up to point out sin, to, to point out uh, you know, someone in, that, that's heading down the wrong path. We have to be willing to do that. And it takes 
confidence and faith and trusting in the Lord to direct us to, to know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. But but we do have to do that. And so I think there is a parallel to that and and you know for baseball players to say, hey, we're in this together. We can't have some guys cheating and, and others not and you know that it's not great for the the whole game um and the brotherhood of baseball players. And so similarly for us as believers, we gotta we gotta hold each other accountable. And and you know it's still it's still important that we we do speak against harmful sin in life but but for non-believers they don't believe in the bible like they they're not they don't they're, they don't hold themselves to the same standard so th- th- there is a there's an understanding that we have to do it for each other uh in the body of believers um so that's why i, th- I think baseball players calling out other baseball players they're in it together so that to me that's that's where the the parallel is but then also you know, it made me realize, too, that we also have to be very careful when we do judge people to make sure that we've got our own hearts taken care of, that, you know, we're we're not just noticing everybody else's sin and totally uh, overlooking the issues in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's crucial, too, you know, comparing it to, to baseball, that you got to make sure that you're you're keeping your integrity intact as well before approaching someone else and, and calling someone else out. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but that, that was one of my kind of big takeaways from this whole thing. Yeah, you know, make, make sure you're not living in a glass house, right? That's you're it. Throw rocks. So, That's right. No, I, I think, you know, I was looking looking earlier, I was in the Word, in Galatians 6, it talks about um, anyone who's caught in transgression, but those who are spiritual to go and restore him. That's right. Right. Yep. So That's um, the verse I used, Galatians 6. Really? Yep. There you go. Yep. So um, everybody you hear, don't judge me, don't judge me. You hear that? People say that all the time, right? Yep. So, um, but people need help. I think if you go and and you go to them in meekness, right, and mm-hmm. in kindness and grace, love, grace, absolutely, you're wanting to help them. You're not calling, you know, calling someone out over Twitter or social media is not the right approach. No, it's not right? helpful. So that's not going to make somebody want to make an adjustment. So, but you go to them in in person, and 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 you take another brother with you, right? And then if that doesn't work, and then it becomes public, then the person had opportunity to make an adjustment, then you know, that's on them. But in, you know, initially you want to go and, well, initially the foundation's got to be the word. And then, and then you know, second, you're taking a brother with you um, to help you know, guide them in the right direction and, and making that adjustment according to the, what's right and wrong according to the word and the, you know, the Bible. Yeah, because you have to think, too, like, it's cool that the Astros won that World Series but whether they officially take it away or not, it, they're, it's still so tarnished and the asterisk. And for the rest of their lives, you know, the value of being a World Series champ or a Super Bowl champ is that you carry that with you for the rest of your life. And whether you, you're a keynote speaker or your future business efforts, you always use that. But now these Astros players, it's, it, it doesn't carry the same weight. Even right. though they experience the excitement of it, but even then, I, I have to imagine that part of them has to be thinking, "Man, did we really earn this?" Right. And so, and so, I, in comparing it to to sin, when we approach people, it's it's out of man, this isn't going to ultimately help you. Like this isn't the way to do it. Right. May, sure, maybe you end up making more money by cutting this corner or whatever, but is that really what you want to do? And you think, "Oh, I'm going to go mess around with this girl and cheat on my wife and." It's not going to end well. It may be fun temporarily, but it's not right. going to end well. 
And and so this is just another reminder of that principle, that truth, that that reality. Right. So yeah, having an eternal perspective versus a temporal perspective uh, is something that I um, remind myself of daily. You know, is this going to help in the grand scheme of things eternally? That's right. Uh, versus versus temporal gain. You know, out, we were talking earlier. You and I were about we are God's greatest creation. Mm. He created us for His fellowship. That's the reason we were created. Mm. Not to be a businessman, not to be a basketball player, baseball player, and you know, that we were created to have fellowship with him first. So in our spirit, so when I was going back to my you know, conversation I was having with a buddy is rest in peace. And I said, do you know that you never die? Hmm. And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? I said, you're never going to die. Your spirit doesn't die. Hmm. You're either going to heaven or hell, hmm. according to the decision that you make of believing you know, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, born and raised, Right went to hell, defeated the enemy, died on the cross, and was, you know, sits at the right hand of the Father today. I said, so your spirit never dies. So we're talking about a short gap of uh, 70 to 120 years that we're alive on this earth. You know, that gives you a pretty strong eternal view mm. you know, of, of what God wants, to, he wants in us, you know, his fellowship, and to share the good news gospel. Mm. Amen. Yeah, uh, it's such a, such a, a blip of time, and yeah, we got every day we got to have that, that eternal perspective because that's what really matters and that's what lasts. And so we get caught up in, in so many little things and temporary things and temporary satisfaction and uh, tempor- temporary winning. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so a lot there with, with the Astros, but, but appreciate your, your insight on that and, and some different perspectives on it. But the baseball season is, is getting going here with spring training and, and opening day around the corner. And so what uh, what what teams, what storylines are, are you most in- intrigued by this time of year? Well, you know, the news came out yesterday about Luis Severino having to have Tommy John surgery. Mm. So I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. I was drafted by the Yankees. And after growing up a New York Mets fan, I, I quickly um, – I quickly changed alliances when George Steinbrenner signed my first check. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there you I'm go. looking forward to seeing Garrett Cole on the mound. You know, mm. I, I hate it for Severino, and but looking forward to seeing Cole on the mound uh, and some of the moves that they've made over the offseason. Uh, obviously, the Dodgers in the, the Mookie Betts trade and, and getting David Price over from the Red Sox are going to be strong in the National League. I think the Braves, you know, close to you know four hours down the road, three and a half hours down the road from here in Charlotte. Uh, the Braves are going to have a strong team, a strong club again. So I think baseball in, in itself is is um, in a good state, you know, is in a strong state. Um, there's a lot of young players, you know, to follow, uh, judge, and those guys, you know, looking to stay healthy and have a strong year. So I'm actually jumping back into fantasy baseball this year. <laughs> a buddy of mine approached me, and I, so I'm going to jump in and see, see what I can put my hand to it, see if I can win something. Fantasy yes. baseball is intense. Yes, it Whereas is. Whereas NFL is once a week. That's why I stayed away from it. It's every, yeah, every it's, single day. Oh, it's a lot. 16 games. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, gosh, who did I have back then? Maybe Verlander, Kazmir. I had some pitchers that were studs back mm-hmm. then. But um, but anyway, so uh, one other interesting storyline, uh, of course, the, the, the Tim Tebow, anytime he does something in, in minor league baseball, you know, Twitter blows up and he hit a home run this week. And, and so for you, as someone who – you know, grinded and and you know made it to the to the big leagues and and experienced the minors and and you know the the journey the process and you you work with these guys all the time and helping them try to get there, the path that Tebow has taken, the you know the the fanfare surrounding him, 
I'm honestly, I'm a little surprised that he's even back at it again this year. He's still he's still pursuing this dream. What do you make of his story and 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 just the the fact that he's still still in the mix? His message is always the same. It's consistent. You know, he he points to Christ. Oh so yeah, I love that about him. Um, I, I watched him cross home plate after hitting the home run. Uh, you know, it's it's just another day at the office and and. Uh, he obviously has a vision and a goal of what he wants to accomplish and keep on doing what you're doing, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch, see what happens. Yeah. No, I, well, do you think he can get, he's play on the big boy roster with the Mets? I mean, obviously the athleticism's there. The strength is there. The, I think, you know, baseball's a repetition sport and the, the, um, he's, I think the average or the, the typical peak, um, age for a baseball player is around 31. Mm. I think it's 20, 28 to 31 in there for a position player to pitcher. So interesting. Um, I'm not sure how old he is. I think he's in that in that range. Gosh. He's around 30, 31 years old. Yeah, if I'm 33, I think he's probably 32. Okay, so yeah, so um, he's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a chance. I mean, he he looks like he's swinging the bat pretty well. I think the the most difficult obstacle he has in his in uh, in the way here is uh, in his defensive ability. Mm. Um, so just tracking fly balls um, and the the amount of reps that he's gotten or, or the amount of time he's taken off in between uh, high school baseball and and obviously now with the Mets, but he looks good at the plate. So yeah, he just yeah, I think he's got to hit a little bit uh, higher percentage, but mm-hmm. um, it's nice to see him hit a hit a home run every once in a while. So that's that's fun. Um, and then I guess he got injured last year, so I he guess did. he's coming back from from that. But it's just crazy. I mean, because he's he's busy throughout the whole year. We see him on SEC Network doing college football uh, analysis, and uh, and he's also trying to make it to the bigs. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, I, I didn't realize he was like you. I didn't realize he was trying again this year. Um, I just happened to pick my phone up and look at Twitter this morning and saw the home run. And, yeah, um, it did cross through my mind. Like, how is he doing this? How I, how is he getting the workouts in the SEC Network, the commentating on football, the Baseball work. I, I don't know how he's doing it. No, he's doing. He gets a lot. more hours than we do. In the I, league, he I must because he, he got engaged. I think this year or last year, and and so yeah, he's got so he got so much going on. So I can't help but root for him. And if he does make it, I mean, what a story! I mean, they got to make a movie of his life for sure. No doubt. Um, to 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 not quite do what you wanted in football, and then to to even sniff it. I mean, people thought this was a publicity stunt, a joke. There's no way. Mm-hmm. The fact just that he's been invited back, this has got to be the third year now? It is. So, yeah, that's that's impressive stuff. So uh, I'm definitely rooting for him. Um, all right, do you have a World Series prediction this year? Yankees. I guess you like your Yankees. Yankees. Uh, I'm going to go Yankees-Dodgers. I think everybody across the nation would like to see that. It's It's got some uh, old baseball feel to it, you know, a lot of longevity, a lot of years um, in those two organizations. So I'd like to see the Yankees and Dodgers. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think I, the Dodgers, all that they've invested, it's it's time they get there. So maybe with the Astros not getting in their way, uh, maybe, maybe they'll mm-hmm. be able to do it. Um, and but to me, uh, Joe Madden going to the Angels is very intriguing to me, and and seeing you know Mike Trout and what they can do, and then him leaving the Cubs. What will the Cubs be like? With Madden leaving, so Matt, Madden to me is—he's just an interesting guy, and I—I I saw him on PTI the other day, and so I, I follow him uh, a little bit more closely. So I'll be curious to see what they do. Um, so man, well, Jake, let's uh, let's wrap things up and and maybe you know fill fill people in on on just kind of the the latest on on your end with, with showcase baseball. How you feeling about the spring and and kind of where you're at as a as a coach and pouring into to all these young guys. 
Yeah, the um, I actually forgot. I, I have a T-shirt for you. So, oh. uh, I brought a, his show. You know, we're called Showcase Baseball Academy, and kind of nicknamed the show. But um, we started a, a program called His Show uh, for kids. We do it on Monday nights, uh, where we bring them in, and there's some character development and and uh, devotional time. You know, Bible scriptures and things like that. That we're uh, we're helping the kids grow spiritually as well as you know naturally and physically. Um, as far as showcase baseball is concerned, we're around 55, 56 teams in three locations now in Charlotte. Um, so we're growing, glory to God. Yeah, and, that's um, awesome. You know, making an impact in kids' lives on and off the field. It seems like each sport these days is uh, it's year round. It's not spring do this, summer do that, fall do this. So um, we've already had two 13 teams go to Florida and compete a couple weeks ago, and you know, they play baseball year round in Florida. Um, so the young talent is there. Um, so, you know, baseball coaches around the area doing a good job. Um, so we're, we're excited about what's going to happen in 2020 and, and the uh, development of, um, buying some land, building some fields and, you know, continuing the vision that God's given us. Man, I love it. That that's awesome. And, and what about family wise? How's the, the family doing? What, what stage of life are you guys in right now? They're good. Um, so Wife is good. Twelve years of marriage. Just just uh, celebrated twelve years. Went to jumped on my on our snowboards. Nice. And, um, Where at? We went to snowshoe. Oh, very snowshoe, cool. I've been so. there. Yeah. So that's always a good time, a good trip. Um, daughters are doing well. Three and five. They're gonna jump into soccer this year. And oh, yeah. So they they grow up fast, which is you know everybody says, but it's it's true. Ah, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, so last year, uh, my my wife was pregnant, and so during the year, I asked every guest advice on becoming a new dad mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember the advice you gave me but uh, but i so we i interviewed i don't know 15 20 guys i asked them and whenever i tell someone yeah i did that and, and got the great advice your advice is the one that i've i that stuck out the most to me do you remember what you said i do it's changing as many diapers as you can that's it uh. that's it so i I've, I've i did that more so early on because i was around you know i tried to take time during the day to be home so now i right. i get the, the the nighttime uh changing but you're right there's something special about the, the service of that the time spent and it's just uh it's a cool thing so yeah, I think that was that, great advice i think that advice you know, somebody gave me uh, you build a relationship with a kid you you take something off the mom's plate and yep i was thinking about that actually um Yesterday, you know, planning on coming here. My second advice is is putting the kids to bed as many nights yeah. as you can. So because that again takes a little bit of weight off, you know, mama's shoulders, and you, know, you get to spend a little bit of quality time with the kids. You know, one on one. So those two pieces of advice rang true in my ears when they were given to me. That's no, that's good. I'm I'm Mr. Uh, bath time and and book reading. So awesome. so it's 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 been a lot of fun for sure. Well, Jake, great having you on the show. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate you. Uh, being a part of unpacking it and uh we'll we'll catch up again soon always a pleasure thank you bryce all right there's jake robbins former major league baseball pitcher joining us here on the unpacking it podcast thanks so much for listening today as always i'm bryce johnson i'm a sports fan who follows jesus i believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins he was resurrected and through faith i've been saved by his grace I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Check out unpackingit.com, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. 
For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.